Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores! The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marsha Sowright to the circle. White Cloud shoots, he scores! Doing his best, Jack Eichel. Finds the opening, top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, live inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman. Back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! <laughs> Did somebody <laughs> unplug the woo machine? <laughs> no. I, what, what, what happened? The, seriously, the woo machine it's, has a malfunction. No, no, no. It's cat the, and mouse. The Darren. batteries ran out. No, he, woo. He, he, it's like I, I have to anticipate. I, it, it's, I, I do my best to throw the timing off for Chapman I know, because... But, I just want to make sure he's paying attention right off the bat. Wow. It's it's like when the you let the balloon go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah, but well, let, a, let's a, do a, a redo. Guard. Home right. of the. Woo. Like you had no idea I was going to do that, and that was nine because, times better Because I pay attention when, when, wow. when it's so quick. Like, I, I, I wow. can't anticipate when the woo is coming. Hey, uh, can you see it? Uh, I'm looking out. Uh, I'm on the yonder here, on the horizon of the National Hockey League preseason, and I can see the end of the exhibition schedule, which means we got a real solid plan in place for the next three games for the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight, up against Arizona, Thursday in Salt Lake City versus the LA Kings, and then they wrap it up on Saturday night in Boise against the Coyotes. Three games left. Tonight is going to be a night in which the top six will watch mm-hmm. up front. You've got a couple of veteran defensemen playing in White Cloud and Hutton. The rest are kids and hopefuls and prospects. And in goal, Aiden Hill will go with uh, Michael Hutchison backing up. But this is the last chance for a lot of these players through a two-week training camp to make a statement. Because on Thursday, we're going to see at least three of those players in the top six. And on Saturday, same type of thing. And one of those two games, I don't know whether it'll be Thursday or Saturday, we're going to be pretty close to the opening night lineup. So the the end is near Mm -hmm. because one week from tonight, we're going for real. Yeah, and and there's a a real excitement to that. Obviously, you want to get to the period of time where games are – are statistically important where there's the, the results are are really you know in the bank or, or you're making up ground or losing ground or whatever like that is really why you you play the game but for a lot of players that are going to be in the lineup tonight it is a, a final opportunity to stake their claim to a potential roster spot or at least to make these decisions over the next couple of games a little bit more difficult on Bruce Cassidy and his coaching staff so I'm really looking forward to tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights because again as you mentioned it's going to be a bit of a, of a younger lineup. It's going to be a lot of players playing to prove something to this coaching staff. And then we get into the dress rehearsals. Then we get into those games that signify this preseason's coming to a close and the regular season is just on the horizon. Uh, I talked to a couple of people about what this is like going through this process of 
putting yourself in a position to make a National Hockey League team. And Keegan Colasar told me, it's funny, when, when you're on the way up, you're, you're analyzing every shift mm-hmm. and every drill in practice. Was the coach watching when I didn't make that pass? Mm-hmm. Or was the coach watching when I fed that thing through the crease and for a perfect one-timer or I salted it at home? Was, uh, was that the shift where I didn't get it in deep? the one that's going to cost me a trip down to the American Hockey League, or by making that strong forecheck, will I get another game? That's where we are right now. These kids in uh, a Cotter, in a Lysician, in a Manahan, uh, in a Dorofiev, uh Primo, that are going to play tonight, Pahal uh, on, the, uh, on the roster for the Vegas Golden Knights, they're going through that. To varying extents, Mananen's more of a veteran. He's been through this. He sort of knows what to expect or what he has to do. Uh, the other kids, uh, Cotter's had a great camp. He has to continue that. And the other ones, the other guys who are right in the middle, like a Korzak battling for a job, doesn't he need something spectacular tonight? Uh, I want to bring in Bruce Cassidy here because he talked about Korzak this morning and what kind of camp he's had and what the expectations are for this blue liner. Well, we've seen a, a kid that's, you know, and I'm going by past um, discussions as well, that's elevated his game and has size and, and skating and obviously some offensive ability, puck moving. We're searching for the consistency. I think that's what happens with a lot of young guys. So he's, he's pushing for a spot right now. So we want to give him as much opportunity as we can. Uh, is he ready? Time will tell. Obviously, some of it, you know, with with Nick not being here, there's there, there's opportunity for depth, um, you know, or maybe push your way in. So we want to make sure we give him every opportunity, and and not only him, but you know, some of the other guys. I think Bish has played a lot of games too. He hasn't played a, a hockey in a while, so we want to make sure we get a good look at those guys, and uh, if they're needed, to find out, you know, a how they can help us, and b how can we help them when they do get up here and put them in a position to succeed. Eight defensemen. Mm-hmm left in camp. Now they've called up a couple to, to play tonight uh, in the likes of uh, Bahal w- mm-hmm. which will be in the lineup but you're you're hearing the name Caden Korzak mm-hmm. and Jake Bischoff. Mm-hmm. They're they're the 7 and 8 right now. Yeah. Can they push to take over a game or two in the first week of the season from Ben Hutton? Can they make that opening week roster and be in a spot where they get in for a couple of games because Nick Haig is not here. It's really close. Closer than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of assumed that Ben Hutton was going to be that 6-7 guy, depending on where Haig was uh, as far as being available mm-hmm. or, or active. Yeah. I've heard it a couple of times now. Hutton, Korzak, and Bischoff yeah. in a battle. For that sixth spot, yeah, I think it's it's a, a three horse race right now for that spot. Are you and, surprised and, at that? Uh, to a degree, yeah, yeah, because you know you you always kind of expect that the veteran's going to get to to camp. But I think to be honest, a, a lot of that has to do with new coach, right? Like Bruce Cassidy is is coming in here, and you know as as much as Ben Hutton has has had a, a you know a solid career, and and as much as what he was able to do for the Golden Knights last year is important and it matters. Right now, it's all about which player is going to be able to 
give Bruce Cassidy night in and night out what he needs. So I'm not necessarily – I'm taken aback, but I'm not really surprised given that it's a new coaching staff. I, I feel like if, if we were in the same position with the old regime, it would be a bit more surprising. I just think a, a new set of eyes on this situation and, and where these players are is really leading to an open competition there. I'm a little bit more wide-eyed with it because nobody's gone out and lit it up mm-hmm. as far as those three players. So if if Ty goes to the veteran, sure, then then Hutton uh, would be the guy. But if you're if you're looking at uh, a Jake Bischoff, but uh, I, a vet, veteran guy, yeah. who who has played a couple of games in this preseason, uh, he, he's minus one. I'm just going through through his line right now, and then uh, you've got uh, Caden Korzak uh, in the fold, uh, a, a player that's young, up and coming, uh, not the flashiest player uh, of all time, but from a from a hockey coach mm-hmm. point of view, they really like him. He scored a goal. Yeah. This will be his fourth game of the preseason. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it, it it's so it's with these three players specifically. I don't feel like they're going to go out and do anything that's going to jump off the page like say Paul Cotter has. Right? Like it, there's there's layers to their game for sure. But when Caden Korzak is is really dialed in. He's just making the right play. When, yeah. when Ben Hutton's dialed in, he's making the right play. Same thing with, with uh, Jake Bischoff. Like, none of these players, at least these three guys, are flashy. Or, But all three can make plays. They can make plays. I yeah. mean, you talk about Caden Korzak's goal. Like that, That's a great play from Korzak in that spot to, to get the puck, to delay, to allow himself to go around uh, a, a sliding player and then find find the perfect shot. Like, those are plays that Caden Korzak's made. It's a consistency thing with younger players. For Jake Bischoff, I think he's played incredibly well given the fact that he has just not played hockey in a long, long time. And there's something to be said about a guy that was right there and having to work his butt off just to get himself back to a position where he can try to win a job. And then uh, there's there's really a lot to like about Ben Hutton's story last year with the Golden Knights too. I, I just look at it and I, I think Bruce Cassidy is saying, I'm going to keep my mind open in this race here because if I if I make that that early distinction that it's Ben Hutton's job and everyone else is just kind of playing for that eight or nine spot then maybe you miss out on seeing a guy deeper into camp and maybe you miss out on a game tonight from Caden Korzak where he is absolutely dominant or you miss out on a game tonight from Jake Bischoff where he shows you he's ready to be an NHL well, player I, and they're coming at this from totally different angles mm-hmm. like North, south, and then northwest. <laughs> because Hutton's the veteran guy, yeah. and, and he came in here last year uh, early on in the season, didn't have a contract, and ended up getting an extension. Uh, Korzak is the future, mm-hmm. and his time will come. If it's this year, that's great. If it's next year, uh, that's awesome. But he is part of the big future of, of the Vegas Golden Knights blue line. You yeah. see that in his play. And Bischoff is... Uh, and just a great story because he was supposed to already be here. Mm-hmm. If he wouldn't have got, he was part of the taxi squad a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, only played seven games and then got hurt and tore the quad tendon and broke his kneecap and then missed all of last year mm-hmm. and was rehabbing. And it, there are some dark moments of frustration and and fa- uh, just uh, fatigue trying to get that leg back. And it took a while for everything. He's working his butt off for mm-hmm. everything to to come through to get back into this position. 
is already a win, I think, for Jake Bischoff yeah. to be on the fringe of making this team uh, on the opening week roster. What a story it would be if he was in the lineup or uh, with the team next week in Los Angeles. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I, I, like, you you root for players, right? And And I think that everyone is rooting for Jake Bischoff to continue to make the most of this opportunity that he's got right now. Um, but it's going to be up to him, right? And I think that that's kind of the big thing here is that Bruce Cassidy is giving players opportunities to win jobs. And and that's sometimes all you need as a player. If you're Caden Korzak, if you're Jake Bischoff in this situation, you have a lane. You have an avenue that maybe you hadn't had in previous seasons. It's all about how you're going to respond to that and whether or not you're going to seize the moment. And, you know, again, it's it's a degree of Bruce Cassidy allowing the players to make these decisions for him, but it's also smart, in my estimation, to give guys that runway later in camp because when you have an opportunity to make a team or at least make a, a, a decision difficult – what you do in those games where that evaluation comes to a head is going to give you a clear understanding of how that player is going to handle that pressure in this situation. And Jake Bischoff, like there's there's pressure on tonight. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. pressure on this moment. He's 28. Yeah, he's never been a full-time National Hockey League. Ben Hutton's been there. You you could play Ben Hutton in uh, a lot of situations where you know what you're going to get, and there's yeah. a reliability, there's familiarity because he's been. And played in the National Hockey League so much. Caden Korzak's time is, he's on the cusp of it. Mm-hmm. It's on the way. Bischoff's one of those guys who, if he doesn't do it soon, yeah. you turn into a, a career AHL player. Sure, yeah. This, this and, and he had the unfortunate timing mm-hmm. of getting hurt and also playing through the COVID era. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't happen now or this year it may not so there may be more pressure more stakes for for jake bischoff than anybody else i'm rooting for him yeah i think he's such a great guy if you if you honestly if if you like me you get a chance to talk to him he's just the happiest guy in the world oh yeah and and so uh appreciative of of everything that that's come his way he's awesome when he's in henderson uh and i've been around him there and he's the same guy in the national hockey league uh i hope things go his his way uh just to get that that taste and because i think he really does deserve it is there more pressure on jake bischoff than ben hutton oh yeah yeah i would say so because because I mean, I'm sure they feel it, the, the need to, to try and make this team. Yeah. But look at Ben's career. He's had it. Yeah. He's, he's played in big markets. He's played in Vancouver. He's played in Toronto. He's, he, he spent some time in Anaheim. He's had a regular shift. He was a, he was a top prospect that broke through. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's had his time, he, and he's trying to hold on to that. Yeah, And absolutely. there's pressure to holding on to that. But. We've all been in the situation, or we've watched the movies, where the person's trying to break through and get their one shot, that one major league game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pitcher that walks in from from uh, the bullpen for that one uh, relief appearance, yeah. uh, the the one at bat where you finally make the big leagues. That's that's what what Bischoff is doing right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a National Hockey League defenseman, but is he better than what they have? 
in this group? And can he position himself where if Nick Hague is not here mm-hmm. and they need somebody else, is he that first guy, even if he's not in the opening day line of next t- Tuesday? And that's the main – that's what it all kind of boils down to is – what you're going to get out of Jake Bischoff, which at the NHL level right now is is unproven. Same with Caden Korzak. Yeah. Unproven. Do you think or do you expect that what you're going to get out of those players is going to give you a net positive greater than what you know Ben Hutton is at this level? That's the evaluation Because process. the game changes. Yeah. The game changes next week. Yeah, absolutely. For For Ben Hutton, he knows more about what's going to happen Next week. Jake's had a taste of it, yeah, but never on a full-time basis. And he practiced with the National Hockey League team for a, for a full year in that mm-hmm. taxi squad. Caden uh, is still building. Uh, if, it, if it was I was going to be forced into a situation, mm-hmm. put me in the spot, pick your, your starting six next week, mm-hmm. Ben Hutton's in, that, in right. that starting six. Right. Because of the absence of Nick Hague. Sure, yeah. But if if they want if they're carrying seven defensemen, which I assume they will, mm-hmm. and they want to get somebody that seventh defenseman in in the in the first week, who who's that seventh defenseman? Is it Korzak they they put in, or is it Jake Bischoff? That as much as we've talked about Hutton, mm-hmm. the competition to me is Korzak and Bischoff. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I, I know Ben Hutton is, is in the mix when it comes to this, but... He will be forever. I feel like Ben Hutton's going to be in a battle for, for well, anything for the rest of his life. He's just he's, he's that mold where he's always trying to prove himself. Well, I mean, and does. The, I mean, the thing we haven't talked about is Nick Haig. Like, if Nick Haig signs, then all of a sudden it's, it's a legitimate competition mm-hmm. for who is this team's seventh defenseman. Right? Yep. Is it going to come down to Hutton? Is it going to come down to Hutton and Bischoff it kind of fighting for that spot? Or is Caden Korzak going to continue to impress and, and kind of push his way in there? But so your point, though, is about the seventh defenseman. Sure. Uh, is your performance tonight, mm-hmm. if it doesn't earn you the, the opening night spot, yeah. but it earns you a longer look and earns you more favor the coaches that they take a second look at you when it comes to that seventh defenseman spot. Sure. And and to be to be fair, I, I I agree with you in that if we're fast forwarding to a week from today, Ben Hutton's in my opening night lineup. He is. Who's going to be that seventh defenseman? Who's going to get the first? Hey, why look? is he in your in your lineup? I know why why I I'm taking him because I know what to expect with Ben Hutton when the when the stakes rise and you want to set the tone with game number one. As much as I I enjoy the ability to give young players an opportunity, because of how important this season is going to be for the Golden Knights, and because I know Ben Hutton and Zach Whitecloud have chemistry, I know that pair works. I'm putting him in because I want that veteran presence. Yeah, I just do. He's been through it before. Yeah, absolutely. And and he knows this group. He knows this building. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say I want Ben Hutton or I'm, I'm expecting Ben to play 82 games. Because, again, Nick Haig, that's something that looms over every decision make, every decision the Golden Knights make when it comes to defensemen. But I want to see Jake Bischoff in NHL games. If, if, if the preseason's taught me anything, I want to see Bischoff in games that matter. In terms of wins and losses, points, all of that. I want to see Caden Korzak get a game or two or five when the games 
increase the stakes, and, and they matter. I, I don't know whether or not you're going to get that. If I'm guessing right now, it's probably going to be Ben Hutton and Jake Bischoff. Because I think the, the experience matters in this situation because you want to have a good start to the season, and you, you, you need to have that trust. You just do. And, and as, as much as I think you hit it on the head, Caden Korzak is the future. This kid's going to make it, right? Like, we, we know his time is coming. But I think that right now you're, you're going to lean a little bit more veteran heavy than you are a young kid that's trying to push maybe a little sooner than we expected. And remember, you're talking about uh, a sixth defenseman. Sure. Getting yeah. the end of the lineup. Yeah. What do you want from your sixth defenseman? You're not well, asking you, you want to res- rush the puck. No, you you're, want you're responsibility. You're not asking to take chances. Yeah. You, if they're there, then Jake Bischoff can do that. Yeah. Caden Korzak can move yeah, the puck. Absolutely. But uh, neither one of them are of the uh, super dynamic uh, mold. Mm-hmm. So I think they can both fit into that. But if you're talking about a sixth defenseman, is the safer route even more obvious for you? Well, uh, if, if you want uh, a top four defensemen, mm-hmm. and you're looking at uh, Daniel Chaykin, let's sure. say. Yeah. But he's yeah, not, yeah. I don't think he's in the mix right now right. for this year. But uh, his his skill set. Well, that would uh, uh, Mirmanov. Mm-hmm. That, that changes, changes things. the yeah. things. Like they, those guys uh, are, are, are built for up there. But when you're talking about five, six guy, those, those two I could see being in uh, a little bit sooner. I am impressed, though, that you said uh, that, that Bischoff would be like it would go Hutton, Bischoff, Korzak. Because I'm at a total loss which way they would, <laughs> they would go with Bischoff and Korzak. I, I don't think that there's necessarily a wrong answer no, either way. And, but I and don't know what the right answer is. I, I don't either. I, I think that it, it's, it's that close to me yeah. between Bischoff and, and Korzak. And I, I think that, you know, again, you, you have those moments where you're trying to say, what do you want? What do you need out of this player? I've seen Jake Bischoff play NHL games where he has been unspectacularly perfect, right? Like, he's not a player that's going to jump out at you. He's going to make the right play. And if that's, what, if that's what you're looking for in that spot, and I'd argue you're talking about a sixth defenseman, that's what you're looking for, I, I just I think the way that he's worked and what he's been able to do and, and missing so much time, not being able to play, and still coming in and, and not looking – out of place in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Even even when he when he had eight minutes on the penalty kill in the first game of the preseason, I I there's something about Jake Bischoff that's that, that's telling me this might be his opportunity. You watch him tonight. If he's killing a penalty, yeah. When he kills a penalty, and he blocks a shot, just take a moment to appreciate that even more. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he. Snapped his quad tendon and broke his kneecap blocking a shot. It, it happened earlier in this preseason where he did it, and he it, it was a moment for him. Yeah. But it should be a moment for all of us, knowing uh, what that athlete uh, has come through. And be remiss not to point out that, that Hayes and Bahal are also yeah. going to play tonight. Yep. They're also part of this organization. Uh, and, and Bruce Cassidy discussed the depth of what they are dealing with from a forward perspective with Lecician with Ron Beard, with Cotter in particular. Uh, then the back end with the guys that we've, uh, we've gone at uh, from length. He said they're, they're not forcing anyone into the lineup that's not ready. Yeah. That's the goal here. And, and it's, it's pretty cool to see 
a battle for the sixth defenseman or seventh defenseman come down and be this close, which is a compliment to this blue line, which we unanimously agree is one of the top five in the National Hockey League with the, with the, with the top six with Nick Hag in the mm-hmm. pools. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're looking at the the strong suit for the Golden Knights going into this season, when you when you have a, a blue line that can boast Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez and Zach Whitecloud and Braden McNabb, and then if you get Nick Hag done, you, you insert that and, and kind of the strides that we've heard Nick has taken in terms of his physicality, just filling out mm-hmm. this year and, and how that can translate to him being an even more dynamic player. This blue line is stacked, but the fact that you've got two or three guys pushing this hard this late in camp, it gives you an idea of just how deep they are on the blue line. So Nick will watch tonight. Maybe he won't, but I assume that he'll be keeping track (laughs) of what's going on with all his friends. You're watching tonight, and you're seeing Bahal Mm -hmm. and Hayes and Hutton and Korzak and Bischoff all play. Yeah. And all in varying degrees competing for your job. And I don't know what the gap is in the negotiations, what's keeping it from happening Mm -hmm. and a contract occurring and Nick Haig being back in town and getting ready for the season opener and what's what's stopping it from happening. But I wonder if tonight is the night that makes it switch and you go, okay, I'm going to go because there's there's an obvious standoff. Yeah, here sure. Between between the two sides, there's there's no contract. They're so logger, yes. they're, yeah. they're they're loggerheads. Yeah. You if you're going to play on opening night, one week from tonight, mm-hmm. you got to get it done soon because he he's not a five six year veteran, right? That can turn the switch. He's been training. And get out to, to to game speed with a new coach. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't just doesn't have that uh, track record mm-hmm. to him. He's got to come in. He's got to get up to speed, and he's got to earn the trust of of his new head coach. You're running out of runway here. Oh yeah. To get into the lineup on opening night and to make that roster on Monday when when all teams have to be down to 23. From what you've heard, from what you've seen. Mm-hmm. Do you, and you take into account your spidey senses. Everybody's got spidey senses. Do you think Nick Hegg is on the roster on Monday and being considered to play on Tuesday? Or the lack of action, lack of any type of public news, which never, not necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. but people do read into that. Do you think that, causes him or in your mind to be on the outside looking in i i i think even if he were to sign right now in this moment i don't think opening night's a guarantee i just don't with a new coach and 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 what you know you've been able to do in terms of laying the groundwork and where these guys are right now i don't know that that's a guarantee that all being said if it were me watching this training camp if i were nick Hag, i'd have come to an agreement Last week, I would have. I, that's too I, easy. I, that's too easy for you to say. I, I well, we sure. don't. We don't know what the, yeah, what yes, the, the yes, terms are, but right? I, no, I yes, you're right. But I look at it as 
and, and, and I'm always going to advocate for players to get mm-hmm. theirs. I'm always going to do it. But for Nick in this situation, like, you have to – this camp to me was too important. It just, it just was. With Bruce Cassidy coming in, new coach, you are, are, are always playing for your next contract for sure, but you, you have to have one of those dynamic years. You have to, and, and and as good as I think Nick Hague's going to be in this league, and as as much as I see the potential in his game, you have to be able to have that year under your belt. You do, and the only way it's going to happen is for you to get here and play. And right now, I, I again, I don't think that it's a guarantee. If he signed a contract right now, I don't know that opening night is a guarantee for Nick Hague. I just don't. I think he has to sign by closing time of my bank tomorrow yeah i mean that's so fair five, five o'clock tomorrow that allows him to get here mm-hmm. he can practice thursday friday he can play saturday in that game in boise yeah uh work uh, with the coaches on sunday and be in the mix on on monday when the team heads off to la i think i think it has to end by closing time tomorrow I, it, we're, we're, we're at that stage. I, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I, I, I personally am, am a little bit more, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, Anxious? Pessimistic oh. about his, his – I'll just throw a feeling yeah, yeah. for you. Uh, pessimistic about his, his availability or, or if he would be in that lineup. But, you know, again, I, am, is he going to be so on that roster? you think it's already passed? I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. Okay. I, I, that's I, that's and, fair. And because, like, let's just, let's just kind of put it on the table here, right? If – if Caden Korzak and Jake Bischoff have great games tonight, they're going to get another look. Are you going to, are you going to move one of those guys out for a, a pivotal game on Saturday? Say it's down to those two. Yes. Yes, I am. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, yeah, I, 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 if, if Nick Hag's available, he goes in. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I understand that because of the player and, yeah. and the ceiling and what you... And you've wh- already looked at the other guys sure. enough that this, that's, you you got to make sure that he gets some game that's, action before that's the fair, start of the season. But I, you're asking me that question. Do I yeah. think he's going to be on the roster on Monday? No, I don't. Hmm. I just... I, the sense that I get is I, that... See, it's closed already. Your bank's closed. I, I think that... I think that there are there have been ample moments for the player to blink, and it hasn't happened, and it hasn't happened because he's dug in. And I don't know what the benefit is at this point right now um, when you your leverage is even less than what it was a week and a half ago. Yeah, tr- true. I, I think there's another day there where if he signs tomorrow, he can still get here from, yeah. from Kitchener and, and get on the ice and get going. There's, a, there's a still a lot. And this – this is the great part about this. We're not talking about a player on a PTO trying to crack yeah. the third line. Uh, we're not talking about uh, a guy trying to come back and and have a solid impact in your top two defensemen. We're talking about the, the fifth, sixth, seventh D. Mm-hmm. And that 13th forward. If you're a Golden Knights fan, that should give you confidence. Because when this team's healthy, they should be very much in the contenders of the Western Conference list. We're going to talk about competition uh, when we come back. It's the VGK Insider Show. Three more preseason games to go. Last one at home tonight. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Vegas Golden Knights playing 
their fifth preseason game. Last one at home, T-Mobile Arena. You'll hear it on Fox Sports Las Vegas pregame show with Ryan Wallace coming up at 6 o'clock, and the puck drops just after 7 with Dan Duvin. Darren Elliott in the booth tonight. Uh, competition has been uh, really talked about a lot coming off the uh, first team time that they, this team did not make the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, last year. We've gone through a week and a half of camp, and Bruce Cassidy was asked today, is there still a competition for spots? Here's the head coach. Well, there's still Will's spot. Clearly, that, that's an opportunity if he's not ready. Um, we've seen Cotter play well. The Shishin's played well. Or do we want to move somebody down and put a younger skill guy like uh, Dorofayev, who's played well in, in Henderson last year and still here? I'm leaving some guys out, obviously. I don't want to go through the whole list. On the back end, Nick had a spot. Is it Hutton? Is it Korzak? Is it, you know, who's, who's out playing who? So, goaltender, I think we've seen LT be, be ahead of the other guys, um, like where his game is. He's going to go in Thursday and, and hopefully continue to sort of solidify his spot. So, there's um, that area looks like he's a little ahead, but that could change in, th- in, th- in three days or three games. So, a lot of competition open tonight, and you're going to have the, uh, the lines. This is the way it's going to shape up tonight. Uh, Cotter's going to play with Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the William Carlson, Brett Howden, and Michael Amadio line. Sakari mm-hmm. Mananen will center Gage Quinney and Pavel Dorofiev. Mm-hmm. And then Lysician with Primo and Rombeard. Those are your four lines. Yep. You don't hear a Stone. You don't hear an Eichel. You don't hear a Marcheseau or a Smith mm-hmm. or a Kessel. Tonight is the big chance to make a huge impression because Thursday we're going to hear about Eichel mm-hmm. or Stone and Marcheseau. One of those top two lines is going to be in, maybe both of them, mm-hmm. and same with uh, on Saturday. So those competitions that are taking place right now, whether it's for Will Carrier's job, if if he can't go next week and he's he hasn't uh, played since uh, the first preseason game, mm-hmm. uh, it comes down to to Paul Cotter pushing for that job, or, or on the blue line, there's it may just be game five, and we're looking forward to this final stretch of games in the preseason for us, but down in that dressing room. There's a huge amount on the line for the players. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Paul Cotter's got a really good spot tonight with, with Wah and Colasar because, again, as you heard from Bruce Cassidy talk about, like with Will Carrier and the uncertainty of whether or not he's going to be ready for game one of the regular season, this is an, op- this is an audition for Paul Cotter to show I've, I can create chemistry with Nick Waugh and Keegan Colasar. In the I spot can, that I would go in into. In the spot that I would be opening the season. So it's, it's really a dress rehearsal for Paul Cotter to continue to do what he's done. Be noticeable, use his body, play strong away from the puck, and use his hands in tight next to the net on a line with guys that he would be playing with if he were able to make this team out of training camp. I, I know you asked me a couple of days ago, what's the most likely route for Paul Cotter and I said if Will Carrier is unable to go I think Paul Cotter's got that I, that spot locked in tonight would go a long way to to making that a reality if Paul Cotter can seize this one and, and play with the same consistency he had all preseason long and, it, and it's a building block because yeah. if, he, if he does what he's supposed to do tonight and wants to do tonight and then he gets in next Tuesday on opening night if Will Carrier can't go there's some ifs and buts yeah. and this, stuff going on there but if he gets in that night 
and he continues to have an impact and is good, Mm -hmm. then when Will Carrier returns, is there a decision on what to do with Paul Cotter? Because Carrier's coming back in. He's going to play. We don't want to take Cotter out. Whose spot is he going to take? So tonight is continuing the establishment of his game, but also making sure that he is in a proper spot to put the pressure on next week. And, and that's the other aspect of this lineup that I like so much is you effectively, right, have the Golden Knights bottom six with Howden, Carlson, and Amadio. Yeah. If that line tonight doesn't go maybe the way that Bruce Cassidy wants it to and Paul Cotter is going for the Golden Knights, it would be interesting if Bruce Cassidy is going to be open to moving some things around because if Howden or Matteo don't have strong games or don't have a strong period or whatever it is, or you're just not getting what you want out of Howden, Carlson, and Matteo, you have an opportunity to put Paul Cotter in a spot that if Will Carrier is healthy, he could reasonably see himself in come the, come the regular season. So there's, it's not just the onus on Paul Cotter to have a strong game. The onus is also on Brett Howden and Michael Amadio yeah. because those are players that if Paul Cotter keeps doing what he's doing, those are the guys he's in direct competition with. Well, remember last week, uh, Cotter actually overlapped a couple of shifts and was out there with, with William Carlson, yeah. and there was some production. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That was, that was the night where seven different goal scorers uh, put the puck in that for the, for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, yeah, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of, of range of possibilities that could go. That, that Carlson, Amadio... Howden line, I can't put my finger on it. I like it, <laughs> but I can't tell you what I see them as. Are they a checking line? Are they a, a line that can put the puck in the net? Because they do. Like We're talking Brett Howden, top pick, mm-hmm. uh, and had a career year last year. We know what William Carlson has done. Um, Amadio can certainly work the wall and, and put up uh, career numbers last year. So they can they can contribute offensively. I I don't know whether they can do it all together. Mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy likes that line. So I don't think they become the proverbial checking line. Well, I, I, I think you're, you're on to something in that there's more skill there for just a, a run-of-the-mill yeah. checking line. And, you know, again, I, I, I don't know if it's because they're all centers. Like naturally, right? Like, if if that's why we're getting a hard read on it, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where I start to think about, okay, is that the line that it's going? Is that the third line for the Golden Knights going into the season? Is William Carlson kind of really in that spot? Are you going to get the identity, uh, or or what is the identity of that line? I, I don't know. I'm not sure, and and maybe it's because we just we haven't seen it enough yet, or we haven't seen it in the context of the Golden Knights' top six. Yeah. And that, to me, might be the missing piece for, for you and I as, as observers watching it. We we understand, on, on a very basic level, Jack Eichel, Riley Smith, Phil Kessel, they're going to put the puck in the back of the net. Yeah. We, we can reasonably assume Jonathan Marshall, so Chandler Stevenson, Mark Stone, all those players are, are playing to their caliber. They're going to put the puck in the back of the net. We know the energy that Will Carrier and Nick Waugh and, and Keegan Colas are going to bring to the table. We haven't been able to see that lineup top to bottom, and maybe that's the context we're missing here. Uh, the other part is something that we discussed yesterday uh, because Bruce Cassidy brought up pairs, mm-hmm. and there's there's combinations that he that he likes. I do. I, I, I can't wait to see 
Eichel, Kessel, and Smith again. Yeah. The, the way they played, I, I, I wouldn't – I hope they don't touch it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that, that they won't yeah. Uh, yeah. tweak it, but I hope, hope they don't. Now, Stone – had some chemistry at Marshall World Championship. That was a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, certainly has a connection with uh, Chandler Stevenson. But if you're going to tweak anything, that left winger spot with Marcia so, uh might might be it. Does Marcheseau slide down with his good old buddy William Carlson and that create a spot up with Stevenson and Stone? Now you've got... Three lines that I know what they do yeah, yeah, because you got a yeah. shooter on all three. Yep, yeah, right and, there with you. And that that almost makes more sense, like like just uh, just from a pure optics standpoint. Sure, yeah. than 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 anything. But Bruce Cassidy has spent a lot of time this summer going over these uh, these different combinations and, and what might work and playing guys on on their off wing and so forth. But as much as we talked yesterday. Flipping Smith and Marcheseau because mm-hmm. they would go back to their their natural sides. Yeah. Last night I was like, no, I'm I'm leaving Smith there. I want to leave Smith right there. I, and and if anything, I'll put Marcheseau down with with Carlson. This I love playing GM. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, right? Like I I have Kelly seen... McCrimmon doesn't like me playing GM very much, <laughs> but but I like playing. GM. That's probably because yeah. of your fantasy football league yeah. and everything. Uh, listen, I I like I I I'm with you. I can't get enough of, of Eichel, uh, Smith, and Kessel. I, I want that to be a thing that happens in, in the Golden Knights. I want that to start the year. Um, as far as the, the second and third line, I, I mean, listen, you load up with Marcheseau, Stevenson, and Stone, but is there more balance? Do you get a legitimate tough-to-match-up against top nine if you've got Carlson and Marcheseau on your, quote, third line? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... Then it becomes a question of what do you do on the left side I don't know. for those lines? Because, you know, I asked you yesterday, you said push push Brett Howden up to play with Stevenson and Stone. If, if, you, if Paul Cotter is, is able to kind of lock that down on the third line, if you third line of Paul Cotter and, and William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau, there's grit, there's sandpaper, there's finish. I, I can't fault that in any way, shape, or form. You just took two players off the third line, moved one up. Mm-hmm. I did. And one, I don't know where he went. Oh, I mean, you're, <laughs> see, 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 that's see, the thing. Like, tough, but, tough it is? But, it, but that's, no, no, but, I'm, I'm not, I'm well, not bugging you. No, no, I'm, I know. I'm more pointing out, it's, it's difficult. I'm so, well, I'm, you, I'm looking at it right now and saying, okay, if, if you're going to bring Marcia down, he bumps a Matteo from that yeah. spot, right? Obviously. And then is a, is, is, is a Matteo right now head and shoulders above Paul Cotter in this lineup. He wasn't with the organization a year ago at this time. Not to me, yeah. right? Not yeah. to me. So, um, yeah, you're right. It's it's a possibility that we go into the season and this third line that we are, are trying to, to understand what it is looks very different. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. 13th forward, 14th forward may end up getting more time than that 7th defenseman that we've spent so much of this show talking about. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back and uh, set up our number two, which will have a lot more Bruce Cassidy. I've got an update for you on Logan Thompson's bucket that he wore and debuted a practice yesterday, what he's going to wear it with. 
This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Golden Knights, Arizona Coyotes, tonight T-Mobile Arena. I'm going to give away some tickets right now, 876-1340-702-876-1340. Be caller number six. You need to have an access account. We need your email to be able to send you the tickets for tonight's game, hmm. and we'll do that. You Just by listening right now, we'll bring you right here to the game uh, tonight. Plus, uh, in hour number two, I've got a story that will make you the happiest person in the world or the cringiest. Yeah. What? I discovered something oh, no. that's happening in the National Hockey League, and you will. I think you'll be really excited about it. Me? Okay. Traditionalists are cringing. It's all coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.